welcome to a, the long-awaited next episode of the Wagamakapatakavagaba. Uh, we're happy to have you back. Today we have with us Nebish. Hello. And a Mr. DK. Good evening. Good, it's e- lovely to s- <laughs> good evening. It's lovely to see you gentlemen once again here on this fine occasion. So we're going to get straight into it. We have a few pieces of housekeeping first. I'm guessing you gentlemen didn't see it because you're, you know, normally not there. But there was a mild debate. I posed a question to everybody. You can only eat tacos or burgers for the rest of your life. I don't mean only that, Adam. You can have other things first. But if you choose tacos, you cannot have burgers. If you choose burgers, you cannot have tacos. Now, we're fairly loose with this. A burrito is not a taco, just as a club sandwich is not a burger. (laughs) Okay. I could pick burgers and I still get to eat burritos for the rest of my life. This is correct. Okay. But you wouldn't be able Um, to eat fajitas. Is this like good tacos? and the fold that is a taco or... Okay. Like a soft shell taco is essentially a burrito. No, like... no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. A soft shell taco is a taco. Okay. Right. Um, this is that, a, a, a chalupa. A chalupa would also be a taco. Oh, gonna harm my uh, Taco Bell enjoyment, but I'll go yes, with. Uh, yes. I, I'd go with the burgers. I mean, okay. I eat burritos at Taco Bell anyway, so I would also go with burgers. See, I went with tacos. I, I, to be sure, also this would not include like. Like a chicken sandwich, yes, but not a chicken burger, not a salmon burger, not none of these hockey Who's pucks. Off. Chicken burgers. Wait, uh, so it... I've done it from time to time at home, not at a restaurant, but so you can still have a, a crispy chicken sandwich. Yes, yes, you could if if you said yes to tacos and no to burgers. Right. Yes, I'm still taking burgers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, without question, I'd... I can't give yeah. up burgers. Like I said, I no. can, I can, I can get by with burritos at Taco Bell easy. So okay. yeah. Well, I, I would I would at least step up to Chipotle, but uh, well, I mean um, that's I mean right. I'm just saying I'm not going to fully endorse that until they endorse us, though. So when I have we'll to go to Taco goes. Bell, they do have burritos there, so okay. I'll be good. I won't be starving at Taco Bell. And actually, since we're on the topic, it randomly kind of came up today, but we posed a poll: cantaloupe, honeydew, or gross? Cantaloupe. <sighs> cantaloupe for sure man see i was surprised by this i chose honeydew and i knew that people like cantaloupe more than like honeydew but according to the poll it was far much more than i thought it would be in fact i think yeah. gross over i think currently gross has overtaken honeydew i mean <laughs> that's correct wow i mean i, I, I do not get the I, hate I still don't mind honeydew but but, yeah, yeah, cantaloupe's I mean, fine. Cantaloupe just cantaloupe's has fine. way more flavor. I don't know. I just guess I like the honeydew flavor better. Yeah, uh, Gross is leading honeydew by one vote. As uh, it should. For all I'm going to I'm gonna have to go vote. Vote for Gross just to go make sure it. it stays ahead go of for honeydew. Well, and just in case, too, the reason this uh, came up is because it was on the topic of muskmelons. Everybody kept talking about watermelons, though, and watermelons are a gourd. Okay, moving on. Is a oh, gourd sure. uh, a type a of watermelon? Sandwich? Is a gourd? It's closer to a is cucumber a than it is a cantaloupe. Uh, you know, you would think, but you could put gourds inside. You could have a gourd sandwich. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that would that would bring me to uh, the gross option on the, on the gourd. <laughs> could be, could be, yeah, a gourd right. sandwich. And we are going to go to a quick fantasy update. Hey, they're friends. I think you know it's fantasy time again. It's time to follow all 
those stats and figure out who got the most at bats. <laughs> All right, and in the WGOM baseball league, anyone want to take a venture who's in first place? Is it still me? Is it it's still Pete's quality team. <laughs> I, I I actually went there and I did housekeeping one day, one day. Oh, man. That's what pisses me off the most, man. <laughs> in fact, uh, number two is Ben, and uh, I believe Ben has something like sixty-five moves. Uh, Pete, you have two. Um, yeah, there were two really good three, ones. So I think I dropped like a random reliever to pick up another random reliever. Probably the one that's NA. Uh, anyway, number three is <laughs> it. Was it was number it Scott three Barlow? Is, uh, you're gonna have to ask him. Was it Scott I, Barlow? I certainly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> number three is B Higgum. Congratulations to him, and I am in fifth place. Good gracious! And also, I don't think we ever got to it, but we should mention uh, in the football league, the champion of the A League was SoCal. I'm sorry, uh, what Texas? Texas, Texas Twins fan? Uh, is there a direction in there? I forget. So Texas. I, don't think, I think it's just, okay. just all of so, Texas. So Texas. The twins fan from Texas. And the winner of the B League was our old friend KG2005. I don't oh, know yeah. if he pronounces it 2005 or 2005, but we're going we to have to live with it. Kuga 205. 205. Whatever. Anyway, let's. All right, let's 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 get to the heart of the matter here. We are going to talk about the current season of the Minnesota Twins. Those Twins, after tonight's win, are fifty-one and forty-eight. They're two games up over the Guardians, which makes them first place in the putrid AL Central. One Yay. could argue. One could argue that. Well, you can't argue anymore. I should say that they only have the AL Central teams to beat on because that's not true. But the AL Central is just garbage. Uh, I think so the so, AL Central is garbage, obviously. I mean, right. it, it stands a real chance of being the worst division, like, ever. Of all time. Yeah. Of but, all time. It was mentioned earlier, a few weeks ago, I remember, but it's still the case where, uh, you know, you could say what you want about Oakland. Like, you know, basically they are being systematically driven into the ground by an indifferent ownership, hoping to move on to greenier pastures. They're 27 and 72. Uh, and then there's the Kansas City Royals at 28 and 71 because they're just like that. They're just, yep. they're I, just I, terrible. I, I saw that. I saw that one. Uh, and that's like... that's still the case today. It's incredible. I mean, I am not even entirely certain. In fact, I am pretty certain that Oakland isn't the worst team in baseball. I mean, if the Kansas City Royals played in that division, they might have lost even more by now. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you're right. So I, I think that if they, I think that if the Royals played the um, A's like in a best of twenty series, I don't know who would win that series. Probably the A's would probably win twelve of twenty. The A's do have some good young players on that team. Kansas City thought they had they thought good they young did. players on that team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Melendez and whatnot. And... Oakland, in that case, is 27 and 72 despite themselves. Correct. Yeah. Because they have all star Brent Rooker. All star Brent Rooker. To be fair, though, the run differential, uh, run differential is off the charts. It's minus 163 for the Royals and minus 258 for the A's. The A's pitchers are, they did a great job of composing one of the worst pitching rotations to ever exist. It is probably worse than the two, 2003 Detroit Tigers. And that's, it is almost certainly worse than the 2003 Detroit Tigers. That's tough. 
It's tough to do. So here we are, gentlemen. We are, what is that, 99 games into the season. So what do we think about these twins? So like they're going to make the playoffs probably, but are they are they good? I mean, are they a good team that's just playing really, really mediocre? Or are they just a mediocre the team. team in baseball? That kind of is the question here. Like obviously uh, the, the pitching, I mean... I don't think any of us saw that coming, but I, I, that's kind of the one thing keeping us afloat right now, it feels like. I feel like we kind of saw it coming a little bit. I don't think we saw just how huge the offense was going to be mm. coming, but I think we saw the pitching coming to some degree. I mean, well, you got I, I mean, Pablo like Lopez and top five Joe Ryan. In the league, and... Top five in the league in like a lot of the major categories. Did we see that? I mean, top five, yeah, sure. I saw that. I, I would. Oh, okay. I didn't see top I two. I didn't see yeah, top two like, in the league. I, I don't think is... you. I don't necessarily think I saw arguably best rotation in baseball coming, especially mm-hmm. if you would have told me that two of those pitchers were going to get hurt. Right, right. But Kenta coming back um, and actually looking really solid the last few games. And that's just it. Is this a team that can, for one, close out the season, but two, Pitching wins championships. <laughs> Whose voice is that? Oh, that's that's every like John Smoltz. The the trend playing against good teams hasn't been great. Uh, it's I been mean, a they had a, up and down. They had there, a nice yeah. they had a nice little you know series in Seattle before that one in L.A., which you know they should have done. Which you know you got to beat the teams you're supposed to te- beat, so that's a good start. But yeah, some of these other teams. Uh, what was it? Uh, we were swept by the Braves. That was tough. Hey, that was tough, but I mean, the Braves are... They're, they're yeah, they're... They're probably the, the best team in baseball. And, and now the Rays aren't by even... Their, by record, they are. By leading record, their... Are they still? There's no probably uh, about it. The, the Braves, the Braves are, are, yes, the yes. The Braves yeah, are the best. The Braves are the best team yes. in baseball. I agree. But yeah, like Tampa Bay, I mean, they're, they're, Tampa Bay's kind of sheen is coming off, it seems. Like they, Tampa Bay's had a really bad month in July. Yeah, yeah. They're, they've, in fact, the... Another surprising thing: the Orioles are now in first place in the AL East. I, now, I'm not quite sure how to process that, but now yeah. if we're talking about things I didn't see coming. Yeah, there you that go. I did didn't, not see coming. Yep, didn't yep. think the Orioles were going to be this good this quick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I, Dan and I have talked about this, and in two years they're going to be like ridiculous. I just didn't think they were going to make the playoffs quite this quickly, and that should absolutely terrify the yankees and the red sox the red sox and the blue jays yeah and, and and real quick just to enjoy it for a moment uh even though their record is technically better than the twins the yankees are in last place in the east also a nice little a nice little bonus there i mean the yankees have one hitter it turns out and he's hurt yeah i was gonna say they don't even have him right now right no i i think that I think that the Twins beating them wasn't a fluke. I think they could do that again. Wow. One would hope. Somehow, even with them in last place in the East, we're going to end up playing them in the playoffs somehow. You know it. <laughs> yeah, the commissioner is going to make a rule change that uh, that before the Twins can advance in the playoffs, they have to do a play-in game against the worst team in the East. Uh, by decree. By decree, yes. By royal decree. Hopefully Manfred doesn't uh, claim prima nocta or anything. Anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going. I mean, the offenses look better um, since yeah, the All-Star Bucks, break. Bucks had two home runs tonight to snap he a very long it. slump. He got both of them off the corpse of Lance Lynn. This is true. But hey, man, let's take what we can get for Bucks. Jeez. Oh, totally. Totally. He needed that. Three out of four games against Seattle, the offense looked 
really good against a good pitching staff. Well, and so and the the game against drawing a blank on his name. Davis, you want me to list Seattle starters? Well, the they're good one. Um, I mean, they have several good ones. That's the problem. It yeah, went, I know. It went Logan Gilbert, and then somebody else, and then Luis Castillo. And Castillo that's who is the one of. I'm thinking of. Yeah, you're thinking Castillo of Castillo. is the one I'm thinking of. That game was exactly the way they need to play it, because with the way pitchers are, you're going to strike out, and with the way the Twins hitters are, you're going to strike out a lot. That's just how it's going to be. And the problem really hasn't been the strikeouts. Um, the problem has been just incredibly bad approach. Like their plate approach is mind meltingly bad up there. And yeah, that leads to a lot of strikeouts, but it also leads to a lot of ground balls and pop-ups on three and one counts where they're swinging at horrible pitches, even though they're ahead in the count or watching them right down the pipe and getting behind in the count. And in that particular game, he was Castillo was mostly on and he was really tough. But when they got when he made a mistake, they were hammering it. And that's what they need to do. I don't know whether that means they need to be more aggressive or just have better uh, pitch selection or what. Obviously, we're not behind the curtain, but is is this a coaching issue? Is this a player issue? Uh, some combination of the two? Yeah, well, I think it's so. I mean, I think yeah. it's some combination of the two. I mean, like, a lot of these guys are just guys who, I mean, they will, when they're, when they're up to two strikes, they will chase stuff that's in their nature. That's one thing. I do think I, you know, there's been a lot of reporting, especially earlier in the year, I think, about the hitting philosophy of this hitting coaching staff that and that is setting them into I think situa- these situations that Davis talked about where you're you're getting ahead in the count which is which is the goal the goal is to get ahead in the count and then damage mistake pitches when you're ahead in the count because you're more likely to get those pitches in those situations the problem is that they're not doing that they're either taking mistake pitches or they're chasing bad pitches even though they're head in the count so i think it's the kind of thing where like i think that i do think that the hitting coaching probably isn't the biggest problem but i'm i think it might be the a thing that has to change just to i mean in the future get them into a a different framework of of how they approach those situations if that makes sense i i don't really think i mean i think i think the popkins david popkins the hitting coach i think his philosophy is good in getting guys into like Two old counts, three one counts. You see that happen um, a lot. There are a lot of games where we get those counts a lot of times, and then we don't do enough with those counts when we get there. But those are counts you want to get to. Like, like the the answer is not to start popping out on the first pitch every time, right? But the answer is not to start grounding out to the shortstop on the second pitch because it's like it's you you got to swing, you got to be Jose Miranda and and make sure you swing at whatever by the third pitch or else you're not you're not doing your job, right? Well, and especially because with the batters in this lineup, you need to be grinding out at-bats anyway. Because right. like with just the lineup construction that we have, if the starter is able to get into a rhythm and go eight innings, we're going to lose a ton of those games. As we've seen, whenever they've gone up, they're a little more aggressive and suddenly the pitcher is just blowing through the lineup and has 80 pitches by like the seventh inning. 40, 40 pitches through six innings, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And with the new baseball rules, that took 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, again, I, it's been better. It's been better in the it, last week. 
Like that's and, that's one thing. In, in in the last week, yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, that's it's even too. it's even been a little bit. I mean, you look at the July numbers for a lot of the hitters who were maligned earlier. I mean, Kepler's having a great uh, July. Um, Jeffers yep, is having yep. a re- Jeffers is having a ridiculous July. I mean, he's just carrying the cover off the ball. We know Ed Julian is hitting the ball just ridiculous, better than just about anyone in baseball right now. So a lot of people are actually hitting it. Correa's well. been very good since he moved to lead moved off. To the lead off, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Rocco. Didn't uh, didn't see <laughs> that one coming early enough. <laughs> Fire <laughs> Rocco. See- should have should have put him in lead off in April. Exactly. Um Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And, and even Kirilov has finally started flexing his power a little more often. He's 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 still wore the golden sombrero the other night and yeah, his strikeouts are definitely up. He did, but he he hit he had a golden sombrero and then he hit a homer. Right, that's right. That's I think I quoted that. Like, well, he took off that sombrero and jacked a donger right there. I mean, yeah, if, I, I guess. If, yeah, if a yeah, guy yeah. if a guy goes one for five with one home run and four strikeouts, that's a good he, night. He yeah, had a good I, night. I take that. Yeah. that, that, that yeah, I, I had forgotten about that uh, that uh, punctuation mark at the end there. You're right. Uh, okay, here. How about this? Um, why don't we go on? I, I kind of want to talk about individual players here. I want to talk about surprises, good and bad. Let's let's start with the bad first. Uh, what are some of the the things we haven't weren't expecting this year that aren't like obviously you know uh, Buxton's been pretty rough this year. I, I, I mean, it's got to be a health thing. He's still you know a DH, which that means he's not one hundred percent, no matter how you want to look at it. Right, right. I think that part of his thing is the approach that we've been talking about because I mean his walks are like way up right he has he has gotten to good counts again like he has gotten to good counts and then he has taken walks way more often than he ever has before this year the problem is he isn't he he hasn't been damaging the pitches that he gets in those counts that are that are pitches he should damage and i don't know if that's a if that's a health thing if he's not seeing the ball well enough if he isn't if because he's not healthy he can't put the swings on them that he needs to it could be any combination of those things. he could just be out i mean there's there's this, the school of thought that because he's the dh he is he isn't in the same mindset and rhythm that he normally has been in the past playing the field and again i i can't judge that but but there's a school of thought that says that right is that is that not being able to play the field affects his ability to stay in the, the rhythm that he needs to, to be able to hit as well. As Especially, I mean, that was so much of his identity through his whole career. Right. Right. Yeah. So all, any of all those things could be contributing factors for sure. If hopefully but, we could have him face Lance Lynn every night for the rest of the season, then maybe he'll be exactly. He'll be I better. think that's the real takeaway from tonight is that the twins just need to face Lance Lynn every game. What um, do about that? The thing about it is, is that if this offense is going to really click and be at its most effective and run scoring nature, it is going to need Buxton to produce. I mean, there's really more not than a version has. of this offense. More, yeah, more than he has. has. Yeah. More yeah. than he has. Yes. There is not a version of this offense that really works all that well without Buxton. I mean, it, not to say they can't score runs in individual games, but it'll, it's it'll be built, tough to it's be. built to have him as a prime core of it. Right. All right. Uh, one that's I'm another one I'm going to put in the disappointment category. It can't be too far off because I wasn't expecting much from him. But Joey Gallo just uh, I was hoping that 
he would reach uh, a little bit higher of a base. I, I wasn't expecting a lot, but I was I expecting mean, this, a little bit more. I, this is exactly what I expected. I'm not sure what other people were expecting from him. This is exactly what I expected from him. Joey Gallup doesn't have high batting averages, guys. I was like, say, is he sub 200 right now? Yes, yes, he is. I, mean, I don't know why anyone cares about what Joey Gallup's batting average is. I'm, it's so well, bad. I, I, I don't care. I don't care, but it's just, it's still. It doesn't seem like even with the low batting average, you, you know, you figure you get a bit more power, but I don't know. I guess he is at 17 home runs throughout through the year so far. He's taking walks and hitting home runs and playing halfway decent defense. I mean, that's, that that's, is that's kind that's of that's what he that was kind that's, of one of the trade offs that he would give you decent defense. Yeah. He was going to start in center field tonight too before he turned out to have pink eye, I think. Uh, really? I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure that yeah, was yeah. going to. That was gonna yes. go well, but that was what was gonna happen. Somebody wow. else was out. Somebody else was out because of pink eye tonight too, and they say it's uh, going Willie, to the Willie Castro was, was also Willie out. Castro. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's. I mean, that's not a great <laughs> pink eye going through the clubhouse. <laughs> not not what you want. And better than a few years ago, but yeah, I was gonna say. <sighs> yeah. Thanks, Andrelton Simmons. <laughs> Ruined everything. <laughs> All right. Is is there anyone else you were hoping for more from that just hasn't panned out? Anyone on the pitching staff so far? Well, I mean, I mean, we have to talk about one guy on the bad surprises side, right? And it's not a pitcher; it's another hitter. Go for it, Jose Miranda. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I, he's he's kind of he's kind of been forgotten now because he's been. I mean, I. I I was just looking at the active roster. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like his shoulder has been hurt the entire time. So that probably, like, that there's at least one explanation for why he's been so bad. But he was so bad. Yeah, he was. So bad. That, he was one of the worst players in baseball early on. And it and it is a shame because, you know, they traded multiple theoretical third base prospects last year instead of trading him and and they handed him the third base job on a silver platter by then trading their other returning third baseman and and then he turned out to be awful so yeah i mean you can't you think you can't call that anything more i mean i guess it's not a surprise in that i didn't think i wasn't sure he was going to be able to stay as good as he was last year but he still probably worse than i expected it to be so that's yeah there's 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 like expectation of him having a little bit of a sophomore slump and then there's like literally one of the five worst players in baseball and i don't think i saw that coming necessarily right let's see pitchers who've been surprisingly bad um I, I don't think there's a lot of those, thankfully. Well, I mean, I mean, Jorge Lopez is a is a big. I mean, it's well, a yeah, yeah, yeah. And after I would say Jorge Lopez a, is the answer. Yeah, he took a break and came back, and it's still not going great. So still not sure. Uh, yeah, that might be a that might be a he needs a, a long break kind of thing. I'm afraid. I mean, at this point, it feels like it's yeah. <laughs> if they if they fill out the bullpen with another other guys, there still might be three letters in his future. I don't know, but oh yeah, there still might be the the three dreaded letters in his future. FBI, MVP, DFA, DFA. Oh, 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 those letters. Okay, okay, you, you confused me for a little bit. All right, well, here let's get off the negativity for a little bit. How about some good surprises? For now, let's keep it on the pitching staff. 
Brock Stewart. Well, I was going to say, Brock Stewart. Like, Pagan's actually quietly had a pretty decent time with things lately. Yeah. I mean, you know that anytime, anytime that Pagan pitches, it's a low leverage situation. Well, that, he's, that he he's held some leads here and there. I mean, that, that, that was a right low leverage situation. That means it was yeah, low leverage. Against the White Sox, I was going to say. He, it's he, low. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the other night when he pitched against the Mariners in the eighth inning, but Cold Warren was one of the hitters. I was going to say, yeah, when, when he's not on the line, he holds the line, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel I feel like Rocco has really figured out how to use bullpen, which is not mm. a star studded bullpen by any stretch. Oh, especially no, right um, now. And again, well, let's right. put that down under good surprises, just the bullpen in general. Well, I and I think it's a lot because Rocco has been able to figure out how to just game it just perfectly. I I really give him a lot of credit this year for. I was going to mention that point, like you know, there's a lot of argument about you know how much a manager affects a game, this and that. But I I agree with you. I I feel like he's really been pulling the right uh, levers with the bullpen so far this year. He's played. He's played the um. He's played the leverage game. He's played the platoon game. He's played. Again, he's working with like Giovanni Moran as the main lefty right now. The only lefty, the the only only lefty lefty. in this bullpen is Giovanni Moran, who who throw whose best pitch is a changeup that floats out of the zone half the time. (laughs) And I mean, he's got he's got uh, Duran and Jax and and dot dot. dot. Yeah, yeah, no, Duran and Jax is a very good reliever. Yeah. Yeah. Jax is a top 10 reliever in baseball. Belazovic, is that how you say it? I don't even know. Is it is it is there an itch or is it Belazovic? Yeah, Belazovic. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get some get some pronunciation uh, guidance on that one. Ortega is still uh, in the bullpen right now. Yeah, I mean Ortega. They used him in high leverage a few nights ago too. He's. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying though. They've. He's made what. (laughs) Is just like he's made an absolute patchwork quilt cover just enough to work. Whereas it felt hey, like hey, last hey. year. Don't give Cole was... Sands short shrift, okay? Yeah, I mean Cole Sands is the <laughs> is is a guy. He's definitely he's there. Totally, he's totally, we are remembering some guys now. On the team, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. To, um, to your point, yes, that's to your point. But I mean, like last year, it felt like every time that something could go wrong with the bullpen, it did. <laughs> and I think that's a little right. bit of just luck uh coming back but i do feel like he is managing the bullpen which is one of the very few things he really manages i think hmm. he manages yeah. it very well i agree uh and just to give yeah let's i i didn't think kenta maeda would come back as much but it's been it's been a lovely a lovely time so far and i hope it continues he's been good you know bailey ober has i want to give him a lot of oh yeah yeah, i i i I really didn't think he was he could be this good he's he's better than he was last year which is better than he was the the first year the first year i saw him i did not see him being as good as he is i mean he i think deserves a ton of credit for for his progression i didn't think a couple years ago that he'd still be in the rotation at this point right yeah yeah. Much less being legitimately an um, integral part of one of the best rotations in baseball. That, yeah, no. Not on the checklist. Props to Bailey Ober, yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, we love Brock Stewart here, too. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I cannot believe how well Brock Stewart uh, panned out, seemingly out of complete nowhere. May you come back soon, Brock. Please, please come back soon, Brock. All right, surprising good hitters. Let's go. Right, right, right. Julian, probably end of story. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's uh, without, uh, same with that question. Respect, respect, Donnie Barrels. 
Oh yes, Donnie Barrels. Donnie Barrels for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, I do. I do love that name. I, I like Solano. He. I mean, he's been he's been better than I expected, and he's filled in in a lot of places that I didn't expect him to have to. Uh, here's a question: What what's uh... This might fall right in the middle, but what do we think about Michael A. Taylor this year? Uh, he's another guy who's been basically exactly what I, I expected. Yeah, yeah, that's kind yeah, of what he, I thought. He, that he, I expected. He 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 has played pro, he has played too. I mean, he has started too much just because. Like, I think the I I, I think everybody other than I'm not sure what they thought in the room in it at you know one twins way or whatever it's called but i ex- i expected buxton to be able to play some center field by this point of the right, season right 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 yeah so but from that from that measure michael a taylor has played too much i think but when he's played he's been exact he's a he's you know power over hit tool really good defense and center can run can bunt and will strike out plenty and and won't like i said won't have a very high average but you can't expect a guy like that to hit for an 800 ops he's hit some home runs he's played really good defensive center he's stolen some bases he's given me exactly what i would have wanted from him frankly he might be the best best bunter on the team for sure yeah yeah, I, I, I mean, Jeffers, Jeffers is actually a sneaky good butcher too, but, but yes. Honestly, uh, yeah, um, speaking of good surprises, Jeffers is definitely on the good surprise list. I think that if uh, they, if they had had this, if they knew they had this version of Jeffers, I don't think they would have Not sure they would have given got a, Vasquez. a three-year contract to a catcher, yeah. Speaking of bad surprises again for a second, um, <laughs> that, one, that one, I was hoping he'd have a little higher hitting than this yeah anything anything there's nothing he's like he's a black hole as a hitter i mean he's a fine defensive catcher but he is an absolute black hole as a hitter yeah that contract's gonna get rough real fast (laughs) i think we're there well i mean it is rough right now yeah yeah all right we're running low on time here so uh let's just kind of take a look uh to the rest of the year ahead are there any uh, i mean obviously after we make the tremendous trade for otani you know things right. we'll, we'll figure things out after that but is there another anything, left-handed hitter is there anything you're That's looking for by the time the <laughs> twins get to the trade deadline um no actually they need somebody who can hit left-handed pitching with any kind of competency and they probably need at least one maybe two more bullpen guys depending on how especially depending on how Caleb Fiobar is doing because if he doesn't come back at all then they definitely need another left-handed pitcher in the bullpen uh, yeah I think I think right-handed bat and left-handed bullpen but I mean I don't think they really have to go crazy getting either of them really I mean right. you don't have to it, it's not like last year where the bullpen was such a problem that they ran out and panicked and ran out and got Jorge Lopez they got they don't what they thought was the, the best available relief pitcher on the market yeah yeah and they probably don't need to do that this year yeah and definitely don't need to get uh quite that level of leasing next this year right hopefully they don't trade Brooks Lee oh they better not <laughs> I'd like to see some patchwork, but I I don't see a full overall here. You know, well right. again, except except for the Otani trade, um, right? They'll but... do that. They'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're gonna love Anaheim Brooks Lee. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and Otani's gonna love the two months that he's here. <laughs> well, he'll have it a buddy works, in my for Korea. My my will show him around. All right, guys, it's been great. It's been fun. Uh, this was a quick edition. We'll be back at you shortly. We hope. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.
Yeah! Cha-ching! <laughs>